It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast talking real estate around the UAE and available, of course, on Spotify, also Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to get your podcast from. Tell you what, the, the week is moving by at a pretty rapid rate already Thursday morning, the seventh day for December. And if you are having a busy week like us, Good luck for the rest of it because another weekend is almost here. And coming up on Saturday, once again, we've got the Saturday morning property market update. Mario is back with his team and they're going to be giving us a little bit of a breakdown on the latest real estate news. Some of the information across property in Dubai over the last uh, seven days. So we will catch up with Mario on Saturday. And just a reminder, if you would like to get a question in for the Saturday morning property market update, you can do that by emailing us and our email address is Dubai Property Podcast. if you're a new listener at gmail.com. I'll say that again, just in case you are a new listener, Dubai Property Podcast at gmail.com. Well, I have been watching the latest series of The Crown on Netflix. Man, oh man, the actor, just want to say, who is playing Princess Di, she has her mannerisms totally down. That is an actor who has obviously studied her character really well and a a lot of these events I didn't actually know that took place. Yes, there is this uh, whole free artistic license when it comes to adding flavour and sort of bending the truth a little bit to make it more interesting, but so far the the latest uh, series, I'm two episodes in, it's certainly holding my attention. All right, this morning we are talking to Jasmine Aurora. Now, Jasmine is a real estate professional. She is working in the Dubai property market. And Jasmine, a very good morning to you. Welcome to the Dubai Property Podcast. Good morning, Craig. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You were just telling me off air that you're from India. You've been in the market for about a year and a half. So just tell us a little bit, sort of backtrack that a little bit. So you were sitting there in India thinking, hey, I think I can probably go into the the Dubai market, start selling real estate. Yeah, so actually I was working with a developer there as an architect and I realized I actually want to be a developer eventually because you get to make the decisions and uh, you can build what you want to build. So I spoke to my boss that I want to be a developer. So he suggested that real estate in Dubai or in Canada could be a good start. I chose Dubai because it's, it's a mix of cultures you get to see and meet a lot of people from all over the world. So it's quite exciting. And had you been to Dubai prior? Like, did you go into Dubai and sort of scope it out or did you just land cold? 
I actually came here thinking it might be a vacation. I might go back to working as an architect or if it works out. I met this person who truly, truly inspired me. Like he knew how to sell this job to me. So I was thinking that's how I want to learn how to sell real estate in uh, in Dubai. <laughs> okay. What nationality was this person? What What was it that really did the sell job on you? He's also Indian. Uh, what I like about him is his energy. It's yep. very, very contagious, the energy. It's something that you've got to have, right, to be a real estate agent in Dubai. It is go, 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 go. We were talking about the five o'clock uh, people getting up and doing their, their exercises, uh, going to the gym, keeping fit because it's pretty demanding. You've got to keep on top of your game. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just, it's about pressing that gas pedal and making it work, you know, just go, go, go and start your day early in the morning and, and late because sometimes you might be talking to international buyers and it's their morning. We are always on the go. You press the, the gas pedal, that's right, that's exactly what you've got to do. Now, how much are you enjoying it? Because it's been a year and a half, so uh, I think you're, you're making some pretty decent sort of sales, aren't you? It's been amazing roller coaster ride and uh, for some reason all my deals that I had were quite difficult and a lot of uh, difficult situations that I faced in them but it was a learning experience it's amazing it's very satisfactorily because once you see once you go for the transfer and you see the couples and families you know smiling their smiling faces that okay now we're gonna move to our own house i feel like we are the matchmakers of the houses yeah very much so very much so the the matchmaker now tell me you've been there for a year and a half doing deals how many deals because people listening will be thinking how many deals has jasmine made so have you have you got a total have you got a count on how many deals about 15 16 sales deals most of them were in tilal gulf and a couple of rental deals as well Okay, so how long did it take? Like after, was it after two, three, four, five deals? What was the number where you thought, I've really got this. I really understand how this all sort of fits together. Was it after the second, third, fourth deal? So I did my first deal in first month and I was really excited about it. But after that, there was a lot of pressure, my own expectations and everyone's expectations and the second deal actually took me another three months to take place. But after that second deal, I was very confident that, okay, I've got this and I can do this. Because the, the whole confidence factor, sometimes, you know, somebody is not going to make a deal in the first three, four months. Three or four months might go by. And I think, you know, if you're making the contacts, if you're talking real estate, there's plenty of people that you are engaging with. Okay, you might not have made a sale after three or four months, but you're sort of paying it forward. And you can have deals that just suddenly start dropping is that what happened to you yeah yeah basically it's it's like creating a pipeline you have to uh, keep connecting with people you know follow-up is very important because there was one client that I started talking to him when I joined real estate one and a half years ago and just a week ago he bought from me finally so it's all about follow-up and building relationships 
I would say never go for a quick run, like quick uh, win, mm. because that might jeopardize your relationship. So it's very important to keep people's interest before your interest in this market, because eventually we are just the matchmakers. It's them who is putting huge amounts of money to buying their dream home. So we have to be very careful. It's a huge responsibility. Yeah, the reason I say it's paying it forward and something happens two, three, four months down the track is that many people lose faith. They lose confidence in themselves and they say, this is not going to actually work out for me because I haven't made a sale in the first two months. But I say it time and time again, if you are putting in the work, there is a difference at the end of two months if you haven't made a sale because you haven't been making those connections, you haven't been talking the talk. But if you are engaging, that is a completely different story because as you found out, it does happen. It does come back to you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's all about the numbers. If, if you set a target for yourself, okay, I'm going to speak to and connect to 10 new people every single day. It is going to show you eventually the results. Okay, so you're not going anywhere in a hurry. (laughs) 2024, are you looking forward to the new year, which is fast approaching? Quite excited about it. And uh, with COP28, a lot of people coming in here and lots of meetings every day. It's very exciting. Now, tell us a little bit about your chosen area in terms of where you like to sell and just, just sort of explain that in terms of how you get your dedicated area. My manager that I was truly inspired by, he gave me two options in the beginning that either I could specialize in area called Tilal Al-Gaf or the Mac Lagoons. I studied both of them and I found Tilal Al-Gaf truly unique. It, it is a crystal lagoon community and uh, really Majid Halfutem has set a new benchmark in the market in terms of people-centric approach in designing spaces. In May this year, a mansion was sold for 200 million dirhams in Tilal Gav. With prices at launch to the prices in the market today, it's quite evident that buyers believe in Tilal Gav as much as me. We've talked about it. Definitely talked about it a few times on the on the podcast. And uh, just in terms of the area, for those that are outside of Dubai, what are the, I don't know, probably maybe two things that really stand out that make it different to any other suburb, any other area around Dubai? What do you think those two things are? First is definitely the Crystal Lagoon in in the middle of the desert, having your own beach and the Crystal Lagoon where you can swim and do water activities is definitely uh, something truly unique. Second thing is that it's a mix of um, categories like you can own a townhouse worth 2.9 million or you can own a mansion on the island in the middle of the lagoon for 200 million dirhams. So you have a wide variety of range and affordability. If you look at the finishes, the layouts, it's it's amazing how they are so thoughtful and people-centric. To give you an example, they introduced the concept of garden suite. Now, what is a garden suite? It is an additional built-up Let's say, for example, you bought a four bedroom villa. Usually you will make one of the bedrooms into a gym or office space. So you are only left with three usable bedrooms. Now, with the concept of garden suite, 
they are providing you additional built up outside your home but within your plot which you can choose to make it gym or office space so they are giving you these customized options in layouts so it is uh, interesting how they think about these little details for our everyday convenience Sounds idyllic, of course, and as you say, they really are catering to two ends of the market. Before I let you go, I just wanted to mention the story that some of the newspapers are running. India's GDP data this week is talking about the volumes of the nation's thriving um, housing boom. The construction sector has surged by 13.3%. Home sales have skyrocketed 36%, with an 80% uptake by the end users. Anticipated uh, growth in the luxury residence and, as well as that, the government subsidies have further fueled this whole upward uh, trajectory. So are you hearing uh, those stories coming out uh, of India? Yeah, yeah. Even in my home hometown, Jalandhar, uh, it's in the north of India, in Punjab. We were actually living in the outskirts of the city, Jalandhar. Right now, the prices from previous year have grown up to 15%. It's truly incredible how even in India, in outskirts of the cities, prices are going up and people are looking forward to more and more buying than renting. Yep, that's the way that it is going for sure. Jasmine, great to chat to you to find out a little bit about your backstory, the fact that you've been going now for a year and a half and you're looking forward to 2024 with enthusiasm. Keep going, keep up the faith, and it sounds like uh, you are already a success with uh, selling real estate in Dubai. So well done, and thanks for coming on to the Dubai Property Podcast this morning. Thank you, Craig. Thank you. I would like to add that uh, for all the new real estate agents, just keep pressing the gas pedal, as my mentor says. Each week, we bring you in-depth real estate discussions, including inspiring stories from homeowners, knowledgeable real estate professionals and economists. Whether you're a buyer, seller or just a real estate enthusiast, we are your ultimate property podcast. Perhaps just sort of set that up in terms of the location and where geographically it is. Yeah, sure. So it's going to be just off the coast of Jumeirah, which is where the Burj Al Arab is. So the world's only seven star hotel. So it's not unusual to have casino brands from, say, Vegas to set up shop here for a hotel. But yeah, it'd be fairly central in Dubai and not, not a million miles away from the likes of the Palm Jumeirah, which clearly most people know. And what about your friends, Maddie, is this something that people are sort of excited about? I want to be excited about it, but I don't think I am. When you think about Vegas, it's a very different type of travel experience. You associate it with the gambling, probably the partying. I think Dubai at the moment offers something else. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.